All right, this is a new version of the Just Asian Things podcast, where two Asian Americans talk about being bad Asians. I'm John Nguyen. I'm Chris Strong. And today we're on Chris's casting couch, casting recording couch. this time. New format, or I guess a new location, not really a new format. Just to let you know, John, you're not the first person to be on this casting couch. Oh, was that what all these stains are, dude? What the yeah, fuck, man? What? You do clean this shit up? No, I like the new people to be reminded, the old people. It's my it's my flex. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, did, did uh, your girlfriend feel flexed on? <laughs> Or she just didn't care. Why well, you got to bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're trying a new location to record. So hope the audio is not weird. We're also trying now, finally, been, after talking about it for so long, a video format, video version of this podcast. When you mean we're trying, you mean I'm trying, right? <laughs> hey, I, my idea originally, we tried before, but we, we couldn't align the audio. So I get pre props, Chris. I feel like that's always been your MO. It's like, well, I'm the one who like brought up the idea. <laughs> and yeah, you do 90% of the work. Yeah. But who thought of it first? It's fine. I come up with the idea, you execute it. That's how this, this is how this relationship functions. Am, am I just your minion, your peon? Yeah, for sure. Thank you for doing this work without me paying you. So yeah. appreciate it. You're, you're Bowser and I'm just one of your little Koopas. Yes, yes. I, I like that analogy. But yeah, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about another personal topic. We're going to go through some of our insecurities. Yeah. Things that make us sad. Mostly sad or just feel uncomfortable. Scared. Yeah. Everyone has insecurities of some kind, even if you don't want to admit it, even if you don't talk about it with your peers, your family, we don't talk about it. Yeah, we don't. But today we're going to expose ourselves. Yeah. In 4K. In 4K. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoy hearing uh, some of our stories. Some of this we've never even talked about to each other before. So yeah, you're going to open up a whole new layer to yourself to me, John. Yeah. We're going to peel back those uh, onion layers and yeah. shed some tears. I'm going to start crying right now. <laughs> All right, cute segue. Yeah, let's segue. So, John. <laughs> are you ready to start crying? Yeah, I'm yeah. ready to cut some onions. Cut some onions, yeah. Cut some sad onions. All right, so, John. Sup. Sup, sup. I think you're the one who brought up this topic for today's episode, so let me start off by asking you, what are some of your insecurities? What keeps you up at night at 2 a.m. in the morning uh -huh. with thoughts racing around in your head that you're that you're scared about? Yeah. Okay, so when I was a kid, I, for some reason, I would always have these floating thoughts of my family members dying, like my mom dying, my sister dying, my grandparents dying. I don't know why. And that okay. keep me up at night for some random reason. I think it was maybe because I was watching too much fucking dubbed anime and fucking four kids TV or whatever it was called back then on Channel 5. Right, yeah, it's all sorts of these kid shows. Yeah, but as an adult now, I don't really have those insecurities anymore, but I have insecurities around, and I don't want to bring this back to relationships and dating because we've all been talking about that lately, but it is relationship and dating related. It's just the idea of being honest to yourself and being vocal and open about it to others has been uh, an insecurity of mine right uh, I, I think i've always had but just acknowledged what do you mean by being vocal about your communications yeah. elaborate yeah so like for example if i was dating someone and i didn't like who they were hanging out with or some of their like I don't know, behaviors or uh -huh. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, just something that they're doing, right? Yeah, they're doing. I'd be like, okay, it, it bothers me. But because I don't want to be controlling, I don't want to be telling people what to do because I don't want to be told what to do, right? Mm -hmm. I just sweep underneath the rug. Yeah, forget about it and move on. But I've realized as of late that when I do that, it kind of builds subconsciously some resentment in me. And if not resentment, it kind of makes me feel like, and it's super toxic, I should be able to do whatever I want to. Or I should be able to do the same, right? If I'm 
giving someone this quote unquote leeway, <laughs> I should have some leeway. But the thing is, the other person doesn't know I'm giving them leeway because I never communicated with them that something's bothering me, right? Because I'm just like, whatever about it. Right. And it kind of makes me subconsciously less into the relationship mm-hmm. and just overall just not healthy for me. So I realized this as of in the last couple months or in the last half year or whatever. And I've been trying to be more open and vocal about how I feel when something's uncomfortable with me, but it's still an insecurity of mine to you know be that open and to like in a way like we were talking about it earlier right you're like demasculinating yes you're uh demanding yourself demanding yeah so it's super small and stupid but it is like uh, an insecurity of mine too that if i can be this open and vocal all the time particularly about relationships yeah it's it's so hard to be vulnerable i mean that's something that i think i was insecure about too and uh-huh. i i think i really i understand what you mean when you say that you were insecure and afraid to kind of open up about some of the smaller things you yeah. know, that might upset the other person they're like what no that's not a problem what you're crazy yeah and it's kinda, like small right kind of feeling dismissed in a sense right yeah exactly i think a specific example is i've dealt with is the idea of of staying friends with your ex, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, that's always a tricky one. It is a tricky one. And this is a, a case, at least like specifically, where I feel like I'm, you know, very adamant or hard on it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like being more specific, if the person I'm dating, like my, my girlfriend, right, is friends with their ex, I'd be like, oh, fuck no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before I'd be like, okay, whatever, it doesn't matter. Cause I'm also friends with my exes or people I've dated or had a history with. So it's fine. I get it. Like, I know what my relationship is like with them. So I would project that onto the other person. Like, I know, you know, what your relationship would be like with the person from your past, but it doesn't make me feel any more comfortable, right? So before I'd be like, whatever. Now I'd be like, okay, actually, I am not okay with this. And like, these are the reasons why. And this is why I feel so uncomfortable about it. And it's hard and hard to talk about it, but it is insecurity of mine too, right? But on the other hand, I'm like, no. I get to stay friends with my ex. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't get to tell me what to do. I tell you what to do. You're like, I'm not the one who's insecure about my friends being exes, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. insecure about your exes. Exactly, oh, dude. Fucking, and it's like, this ain't no double standard. Um, <laughs> but I think in return, me being insecure about that has made other people insecure about me being friends with my exes, mm. even though they weren't insecure about it before. Right. So it's kind of a, like a double projecting thing. So essentially you're saying you're a complicated person. Yeah, it's fucking complicated. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking a cycle, dude. It's a fucking cycle. I, I can see that, yeah. It's kind of like the the birth of a fuckboy that we talked about before. Mm-hmm, it's a fucking yeah. cycle, right? Yeah, it is. Where like a guy fucks over a girl, the girl's like, I don't give a fuck anymore, fucks over a guy, and the guy's like, oh, I don't fucking give him more. And it's just a cycle, a yeah, cycle, and, and it's just this is how This is how fuckboys and fuckgirls are created. Exactly. The creation. It's what's up. Uh, we don't come from apes. We come from a cycle of hatred. Yeah, essentially. A cycle of jealousy and just negative emotions. But yeah, that's just a specific example. But uh, what about you, dude? What are some of your insecurities? And we talked about like before the episode, and you're like, I don't fucking have any insecurities. But mm. I know you do, dude. You gotta... Yeah. How, how, how about up? we start from age one insecurities? Age yeah. one? Well, essentially just like my insecurities when I uh-huh. actually had more of them back when I was still growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me was 
I just didn't know how my life was going to turn out. You know, uh-huh. I didn't have a dad. Life was always hard, struggling to mm-hmm. figure out, number one, I think, who I was first. Mm-hmm. And then that was always the biggest thing for me is trying to find out who I am. Yeah. And I think that's something that's very universal is everyone eventually goes on a journey to find out who they are as a person, like what their character is like. Are they a good person? Yeah. It's it's very character defining. And, you know, my journey to find out who I am, a, a lot of that included a couple of fuck ups here and there with couple of different girls you know yeah so relationship dating related too yeah yeah Yeah. and more so than just like that was also am i going to be successful in what i want to do in life Mm -hmm. because a lot of people from a young age like oh you can do whatever you want as long as you try hard enough yeah and that's true to a certain degree and for me the things you know that i wanted to eventually put my effort into yeah was firefighting and i never knew if i was ever going to make it my life was ever going to pan out and be quote unquote success successful yeah by like so many other people in our generation you know they're always like they they defined success you know, success with way. their career or whatever mm-hmm. and then now that i'm a firefighter i i'm a little bit more confident but i don't let that be the sole determining factor about whether or not i'm successful mm-hmm. in what i do in my life yeah, you don't want your job or your career to define who you are right right you define your own life and you just so happen to in this case be a firefighter yeah. Right. If you didn't have your job, though, let's say, let's say you, for some reason, didn't make it to become a firefighter or you were mm-hmm. let go for some stupid ass reason mm-hmm. because of this podcast, for example, you said some yeah. shit. <laughs> would you still feel OK? You know what I mean? Let's say you got another job and it's still a good job. But it wasn't firefighting. Would you still consider yourself successful? I would be. And I think that has to do with growth and mindset change over time. Mm-hmm. So before I used to associate like once I become a firefighter, that's the moment when I know I'm successful. But that's a factor. But now with my years of experience and wiseness, uh-huh. I've, I've learned that you don't need to be tied down to just your job to be successful. Like I can work any job I want and still still be okay with who I am. People in general should find out their intrinsic worth. Uh-huh. And whether or not I'm a firefighter, I'll always have worth to myself. Mm-hmm. And I'll always be able to, I think, accomplish what I set my mind out to. It's good. I think it's a good outlook to view things. You know, when you tell me in my head, I'm like, dude, fucking obviously, you know what I mean? Like, know your worth, do your own shit, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, don't def- let others define who you are and what you should do. But because of this podcast, podcast is one of the ways I feel like we've been meeting a lot of people. It's exposed mm-hmm. us to a lot of new ideas and, and perspectives view, perspectives and there are a surprising number of people where that's not obvious too mm-hmm. which is i don't know it's just interesting to me in this podcast i think it's great that we get to talk to each other and we get to talk about share stories <laughs> about us being fuck boys and dating around but more importantly it's also to help spread i think some of the the thoughts that we have that might may or may not help other people who are going through the same thing yeah like hey even if you're not where you want to be mm-hmm. with your career yet you still have intrinsic worth right yeah Agreed. Agreed. Your value is not determined by others again. So it's just funny to me, though, that your insecurities is so fucking, I don't know, high level. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so uh, it's like an existential childhood crisis. You, you never would have gotten that just from the basic exterior image I give off, right? Definitely not. Oh, Chris, yeah, all he cares about is making sure he has good hair. Yeah, he gets his dick sucked. That's probably the only insecurities he has. But no, like, I, yeah. I think for me, I portray a lot of different images. One of which is like that very cool image. But then and more importantly is there's also the other side to me that's more I would like to think higher level thinking uh-huh. uh, with deeper thoughts as well it's just funny to me that you were fucking like 10 <laughs> you were thinking these things yeah, I was like <laughs> what is my life gonna be yeah dude I don't know what to do yeah when I was fucking 10 I was like dude I wanna buy another fucking pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards and try to get that Karibo first edition <laughs> <laughs> oh Karibo yeah. I think it's a common insecurity probably 
a lot of people have because yeah. it's so broad and I think so applicable to everyone's lives, right? right. Like everyone wants to succeed. Everyone, especially Asians, are being told. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's do. very universal, but more particularly, very amongst Asian Americans, I think, yeah. with how pressured we are by our parents to fit and conform into these different careers, right? Yeah. The the Asian trifecta careers: the doctor, lawyer. lawyer Dentist? Dentist? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, doctor, lawyer, engineer, whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, I think maybe engineer. I don't know. Yeah. We, don't, we don't know engineer, actually. I don't know. We don't know because we're not fucking yeah, <laughs> part of that trifecta. Because we're bad Asians. It's interesting, though. It's a good observation where I think I was watching a YouTube video. I think I fucking who I was watching. But someone was talking about their quote-unquote like untraditional, intraditional, untraditional career, and they're Asian. Um, non-traditional. Non-traditional. There you go. See, dude, I can't Higher fucking, level thinking I right here. Can't mean to be English, dude. I'm, I'm not just a fuckboy. I'm also uh, <laughs> intellect. Yo, I don't even, without autocorrect typing, I can't even write handwrite, and I can't even fucking yeah. speak anymore. If but I didn't um, know better, I think you'd be having a stroke right now. <laughs> Let's hope not. I'm not that old yet. Uh, but I was watching this YouTube video about this Asian girl about her non-traditional... Uh, way of making money and she makes a good chunk from tutoring Chinese students internet from outside the US or internationally to essentially try to get them into US colleges so they can pursue more traditional career paths because right even to, to Asians outside the US non-Asian Americans right especially those in actual Asia they have an even more strict outlook I feel yeah. of the traditional path I mean culture is so deeply rooted over there it's mm -hmm. It's hard to change that because I think for us in America, we've always had that whole very Western vibe, very find yourself, you know, do your own pathway, very individualistic yeah. versus maybe Asian cultures was more clan based, very go with the norm, go with the tried and true almost, right? Yeah, no, for real. And that just kind of ties back all this to another, I guess, insecurity maybe that I have around the idea of succeeding and generally wanting to be successful is the idea of wanting to make my family proud mm -hmm. you know what i mean i think that's rooted in everyone that's a universal feeling i'm sure it just feels like personally that it's even a stronger feeling especially for asian americans first generation asian americans especially because you know your parents came over here with fucking nothing i hear stories of my mom coming on a boat of all the pirate raids they had to deal with people getting raped and killed pushed off the boat and all that and i'm like damn and then coming here with right nothing did some right. english it makes me want to work hard for them now that I'm an adult, making money. Um, and so, but like, despite that, fucking Asian parents love comparing you to other people in your family, right? Your cousins, your brother, your sister, whatever. And I have some really successful cousins in my family. I have a really small family. I have a cousin who's only two years older than me making millions, right? He just bought a $2 million multi-unit apartment complex, cash. Oh, wow. And then he wants to, he works in the Bay, but now because of COVID, he's able to work fully remote. He's trying to sell his startup that he's making. If he sells, I don't know how much money he's going to make. And then he wants to buy a house here in Orange County and offer it in like one point something million cash for a house, but got outbid. What? Yeah. So he's doing really good for himself. And I feel like I'm doing pretty good too. But, you know, when you compare yourself, in my case, myself to my cousin, who's only two years older than me, we grew up together, it's a huge difference in terms of like quote unquote net worth. Right. And so when I hang out, when we have family gatherings, I'm like, oh, dude, I'm going to get fucking compared all the time. So I actively try to avoid talking about careers. Yeah. You and, avoid talking about work or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Cause like, sure, I'm, I think my work's cool and like, like what I do and I make decent money for my age. And that's not a shit ton of money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But definitely I'm comfortable. I'm, I was able to buy a house. Right. 
But when you compare it to my fucking cousin, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm far away right. from that level of quote unquote success. It's it's essentially an extension of high school, right? Mm-hmm. You you get this 91% on the test uh-huh. and you're like, fuck yeah, you know, I'm smart. And then your cousin gets a whole 100%. It's yeah. not that you're doing bad. It's just like they're doing so much better and your parents can't help but compare you. Exactly. And my family has been overall better at the comparison thing. Uh-huh. But I think because growing up, up they were always doing it that has just had a, a deep planted a deep seed in me right that hasn't quite you know i haven't quite nipped in the bud i guess mm-hmm. for my terrible analogies but so it's an insecurity of mine still to this day and because of that whenever we catch up or have family gatherings i avoid talking about work but when you don't see your family or your cousins for a long time what if we what do you fucking talk about if it wasn't like oh how's work you know what i mean or like what have you been up to and yeah it's like oh i'm just been fucking working well for me um and I, I guess this is probably applicable with talking to family too. But when when you're on a date with somebody, uh-huh. th- there are four topics. Um, there's an acronym for it that go over the different conversation styles you can have. Uh-huh. First one is family. The second one is occupation. The third one is hobbies, and the last one is dreams. But I mean, uh-huh. if you're at a family gathering, it's I guess the family and occupation thing are kind of yeah, already yeah yeah. So there's yeah, you're kind of halfway tied down already, huh? Yeah, you don't really have much to talk about. Um... Yeah, the family grading. So, Jonathan, what are your dreams? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then in the end, we ended up just drinking, talking shit about, I don't even know what. Um, yeah. But then we don't really get, I guess, that, that bond anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I feel, too, about certain relationships that last a long time. Like, you don't, after a certain amount of time, you kind of, like, quote, unquote, fall out of the honeymoon phase because you have less to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess that's the one thing about this podcast is that you and I, I guess we just don't really run out of things to talk about. No. Yeah, every week is a new topic. We try, at least. Um, Definitely helps when we have guests. And it definitely helps when we have our listeners tell us what they want to listen or hear us talk about. Because sometimes it's a, you know, we can talk talk forever, Chris and I, but we want to make sure what you're listening to is enjoyable as well. Yeah. I have so many stories about me getting in my dick wet. But whether or not you guys (laughs) want to listen to that, that's a different question. Yeah. Well, is Chris talking about getting his dick wet to address some insecurities oh, oh i mean spe- i don't know speaking of which i i did feel that back in college that that was a big deal for me right mm. was was back when i was growing up in high school i just didn't feel very attractive didn't feel very good about myself uh-huh. so once i started college i started working out started caring more about how i looked mm-hmm. you know the attention started popping my way and I was still insecure, and it's it's like what when you look ugly, you know, and like not this tired <laughs> as a kid, and then you turn into like a heartthrob, you, you turn into like that glow up, uh-huh. and you start getting attention. You don't know really know what to do with it. And for me, it was it was hard trying to like figure out how how to act with all of that. And I made a good amount of fuck ups, but I think the way that I ghosted some people and um, how how I acted during that time. Yeah. Um, and that that was just, I think, due to some of my insecurity. Yeah, I had, I think, a similar experience, too, in the sense that, I mean, I never really felt like I had a quote-unquote fucking transformation to my final form mm-hmm. or anything, right? Yeah, final form, Frieza. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't have like a, I didn't have, like, a final form, like, oh, fuck, I, like, glowed up or anything. But I definitely had more confidence in college just because I felt like I had a new start, right? Where my high school, it was, I had my friend groups, I had the people I was hanging out with. But for some reason, I just felt like, I don't know, 
disconnected. Um, and people in high school, it's normal, I guess, to have two-faced friends, people who more or like surface level friends that you hang out with, but never like deep, deep friends. I felt like the deep, deep friends I had in high school were like few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started college, I'm like, okay, I wasn't like very active in terms of like, I don't know, just like out there in terms of socializing in high school, like college is finally the time for me to do it. And I feel like everyone who starts college has that mindset. But just that idea of resetting gave me more confidence and put myself out there. But when I started getting that attention, I didn't really know what to do with it. You know what I mean? (gasps) You were just like me. And I mishandled my power. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jonathan. Didn't you learn anything from Sorry Man? Uh, With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, fucking, I guess not. We've, we've talked about, I think, you know, the insecurities we have, like what we've done to address them. And that's, that's you know, past, then present. Now we're going to be talking about the future. So I, I guess what's in the future for me moving forward is, you know, making sure I still address all my insecurities that I, I've transitioned now from, you know, like getting all that attention from girls and not knowing what to do with it to learning how to properly function in a relationship and be, be a good boyfriend. So like I think I think it's it's transition right from like oh I don't know how to love myself or how to like, get other people to love me to now other people are loving me but I don't know how to love them back to now how do I consistently you know oh, like true. treat my someone that loves me with the same amount of love. It's back. a good observation actually. Yeah. You did have phases of evolution right there. You yeah, went that, through your first form, yeah, second form, and final form. Exactly, just like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, my my love is like Pokemon. It yeah. just keeps evolving. You hit a you, you fucking hit level forty four and you evolved into your fucking beautiful current self. Voila. <laughs> yeah. So that's I think on the personal side, and I think with my um, career path and like finding out who I am. Mm-hmm. I, I still know who I am to this day, but now I don't limit myself to just my career. There are so many different facets in life that I want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not just going to define myself specifically by one thing. I'm going to define myself, I think, by seven different things. It's good. You have multiple parts of your identity, so you're not explicitly tied down to one thing in case it ever fails. Yeah, it's like I'm Chris Strong. I'm C. Trizzy. Yeah, the fuckboy, the firefighter. But I'm also, you know, Chris mm-hmm. Strong, the actor, Chris Strong, the podcaster, Chris Strong, the YouTuber, Chris Strong, the business guy. Mm-hmm. There's there's so many different parts of me now that I don't want to just identify by one single thing. Dude, they actually just sparked a, a realization in me on what you saying that um, around my insecurities relating to dating again, actually, mm-hmm. is that like, I think one of the reasons why it was always hard for me to, I don't know have a mind not stray i guess when i'm dating someone even if it's just casual like get bored super fast was because i think i was falling in too deep and i was getting too attached to one individual person and having all my eggs in one basket yeah okay. right like this one person was essentially becoming my identity or you know my my feelings at least were being you know att- attached to one singular person right that i felt like if this fails i'm gonna be so hurt and mm-hmm. so sad. But if I start diversifying my portfolio, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Did you just compare you hoeing around to <laughs> diversifying your portfolio? Exactly, dude. I fucking, oh my goodness. I got to invest in fucking REITs and some bonds. Is that why you're calling some of these people? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, my nickname's for them. So, uh, <laughs> that, that's yeah. how you save their phone numbers yeah. in your phone. Exactly. And so I, I need to diversify. So therefore I, without telling them, right, wrongfully so, would go start seeing other people, right? 
mm-hmm. I wouldn't be loyal and I would just fuck around, hoe around or whatever and have be casual with other people. And it made me feel better temporarily, but it hurt that direct relationship that I probably cared about way more than I did about any of the other girls I was hung around with. Right. And in return, like I fucking ruined not just one thing, but everything, everyone yeah. I was seeing, right? Because of that insecurity. Not not that it was right, but it, it stemmed from your insecurity of being with just one person of trying to, uh, it, it, by essentially being afraid that if anything goes wrong with this relationship, like it's all over for you. And mm-hmm. essentially self-sabotaging, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. About yeah, ah, good way to put it. Self-sabotage, uh, and it's all stems from that insecurity of like, oh fuck, dude, like I don't want to get ruined by one person. Therefore, I will ruin it first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so as someone who has gone through similar uh, parts of my life, kind of mm-hmm. like that, I, I I understand like what you've been through, dude. Epiphany, man. Yeah. Just, just made me realize another insecurity. Just, just keep hanging around with me, Jonathan, uh, and I, my higher level thinking. Your fucking higher you. level thinking. When, when I'm not busy making here. jokes, that, when I'm not. <laughs> oh my god. Your high level thing is fucking up so your yeah. your thought processes. When, when I'm not too busy making jokes about my dick, I'm, I'm constantly expounding your ring. Yeah, we gotta slip in dick jokes in every episode. Yeah, you know we, we gotta slip it in. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta slip it in. Um, but moving forward, uh, I think I'm addressing it now. Is just. Kind of like what I was saying earlier, just being honest with yourself and being okay with being vulnerable and being hurt. Because if you, for me, I feel like I accepted the fact that you know if my current relationship ends, like I'll be fucking sad, but it's gonna be worth it to to put myself on that edge uh, to trust my partner not to push me over it. Yeah, I think that's something that I've learned now too with my relationship. Is mm-hmm. yes, like I before I used to think that the person that you're with should be your only um source of happiness right yeah um but I've, i think i've grown over the years i think that your partner should help help contribute to your happiness but they're not responsible for making you happy mm-hmm. or they're not like the only reason why you should be happy you should have a well-rounded lifestyle that your friends hobbies careers partnership with mm-hmm. the other person like all of these different things in your life should make you happy yeah i i can see your train of logic and i th- I think I'm relatively aligned to to your points. I I feel like I was almost the reverse before, where I was wanting to diversify my portfolio, mm-hmm. <laughs> not just with people, but like things that defined me. And that's why I joined so many clubs back right. in college. Like for my girlfriend, for example, I don't mind spending so much time with her as much as like you know in the past I would not want to spend as much time with people because you know this is one of the few things I've chosen to identify me in a sense yeah i was gonna say it's completely different from how you used to be now all you do is just spend like every <laughs> single day with her i see your snapchat and instagram stories i know uh, how much time you spend with her yeah sorry chris i can't hang out right now i'm I know. hang out with my girlfriend instead <laughs> sorry can't post this episode on wednesday i'll post it five days late <laughs> hanging out with my girlfriend i mean this is true i can't i can't uh, i i can't follow you for it either i mean i would Pussy is more important than podcasting. Yeah. But hey, once we have this video component, the video component, and we get some more traction, we should definitely double down on producing more content and do it faster. Yeah. But I just felt like, you know, one of the reasons I feel like maybe I uh, kind of slacked off a bit was because I felt like we weren't really innovating anymore. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we weren't moving forward. We were kind of stagnant. Like we found our groove. We found a consistent tone and recording style. Mm-hmm posting cadence and all that but we weren't getting 
additional viewers yeah so or listeners so there was no um you, we, we weren't seeing the our efforts being met with uh, results exactly and it's not like we have no listeners you know i mean mm-hmm. we have a, a decent amount of listeners every episode for what we do the amount of time we put in but it wasn't growing any further right and we weren't trying to try new things to make it grow anymore right you know and I, I attribute a lot. I attributed that decline of growth to not having a video component, mm-hmm. not having you know a consistent place to record. We have constant setup and mm-hmm. deal with like background noise and you know what I mean, just like little things, and also lack of time to make those clips, uh, which I didn't have time for. It. I know you didn't have time for it, and yeah. like both of us don't have time for it. One of us has to do it. I don't think it's going to be me. <laughs> and it wasn't. That That's a subtle way to put it. <laughs> yes. So I was like, you know, it doesn't really matter what time we post it then because we'll still get the same listeners listening every week. Mm-hmm. The, yo, if you're listening to the podcast right now, you're a fucking loyal listener. Right? You a day one. Yeah, you a day one. I'm sure you've been listening to more than one episode because we see the same number of listeners every week. We're assuming it's the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of I slacked off a bit. And I think it's another, like, it's not, it's not an insecurity, but like an issue of mine where like, right. if I'm not seeing results, I'm like, all right, move on to the next thing. You know, that brings up a good point. We should do an episode on our flaws. Yeah. Yeah. Like our subjective and objective flaws. I like that idea. Let's fucking do it. Even better. We can write each other's flaws. <laughs> oh yeah, oh! dude. Let's review each other, man. Yeah. Oh fuck! At my work, we call it fucking. Uh, you you got You got an F minus, by the way. F minus. Right off the bat, F minus. I don't care. Dude, we haven't even gone into next episode. <laughs> next, next episode. Next episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude. I guess moving forward, yeah, that's that's my plan, and uh, just gonna try to be more open. Yeah. And, and communicate better. Well, listeners, don't you worry. We know that we're super busy, but even more so, I'm I'm hella busy nowadays, joining on three different projects. But you guys are our first and foremost priority, so. I'll crack the whip on John. Yeah. Actually, I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna I'll make sure that John gets the hard work pretty soon. You put me to work? Yeah. Tell me more. Work, 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 yeah. work. Tell me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>that's it for this week's episode we're not insecure the fuck you've been listening to some lies yeah we are gucci now everything in our life is perfect yeah we're fucking golden dude so if you're listening to this episode but you enjoyed our lies give us a five-star review on apple Podcasts if you're listening to us there and if you guys want to help us not feel insecure make sure that you guys drop us a follow on ig at just asian podcasts it'll help us feel better about ourselves yeah we're gonna start posting out very cool videos so stay tuned for that we got a lot of good shit heading your way very slowly wasn't a while all right and with that we out we out